If you're new to Teachers Pay Teachers, then you are probably wondering how much you really need to do, specifically when it comes to product creation. If you go and look for really any advice from any TPT seller, and there's not a ton out there, but there are a few who are sharing their wisdom, then everyone's going to tell you that you need to make more products. You need to make more products. You have to have a nice full store. You need to have products in your store, and that is the number one thing that you need to focus on when you get started. So you might be thinking, how many products do I need to have? And after a quick search, you might find on Teachers Pay Teachers that some sellers have, you know, like five products and others have like 500 products and there's everything in between and there's more than 500 and there's a giant, giant range. So in this video, we're gonna talk about how many products you need in your store and get that all figured out. If you are a new Teachers Pay Teachers seller, then I would recommend you click the link down below. I have a freebie, it's called the Roadmap to Your First $1,000 on Teachers Pay Teachers, and it focuses on like kind of the step-by-step -step process that you should take in order to help you have a successful TPT store. So click the link down below, grab that, I'll send you some helpful emails as well, give you more details, and it'll be a great time. So without further ado, let's get started. All right, so your question is here, and the reason you're here is because you were thinking, how many products do I need to have in my TPT store? And unfortunately, like most things that you'll find in this business, in any online business, and really anything in life, the answer is, it depends. And so there, you can have a successful TPT store with just a couple of products, or you can have a successful TPT store with a ton of products or you can have a not successful TPT store with a ton of products or vice versa. It can be very dependent on lots of different factors that we're gonna talk about in this video. And so I don't want you to sit there thinking that like if you make a certain amount of products, like something magical is gonna happen. I am gonna give you some numbers a little bit later on in the video and so something to shoot for, but there's not like a when you get to this thing like a million dollars magically shows up, no. There's a lot of factors that go into it. And this really got solidified for me when um, someone posted on one of the Facebook groups that I'm in and asked if people could share how much money they make on average per month, how long they've had their store and how many products they have their store. And the results were fascinating. I did see that for the most part, people who had more products did make more money. Um, but I was also surprised by people who I thought had quite a bit of products that weren't making as much money as I felt like they should have. So we're also gonna talk about that in this video. So how to make sure that the products you're spending your, you know, minuscule free time on are actually gonna make you money. We're gonna kind of cut this into three things. I'm gonna give you the factors that affect like how your sales are gonna go. We're gonna talk about the number I would recommend you start with and why that's a good number. And then we'll talk about things to make sure that those products are actually selling. All right, so first off, let's talk about the different factors that can affect your TBT store. So number of products is super important. However, there are other things that affect this. And depending on how these things go, the number of products might also change for you to hit your like target amount of money that you are you know, wanting to make. So couple of different things. Number one is traffic. If you have more traffic going to your store, then you won't need to have as many products. Vice versa, if you have no traffic going to your store, then you're going to need more products because you're not bringing that traffic yourself. By traffic, I mean literally people coming to your store. 
How you get traffic is by doing marketing. So whether that's paid ads, whether that's content, so like YouTube videos, blog posts, podcasts, that kind of stuff, whether that's social media on you know Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, whatever it is, all of those things create traffic and you can share the links to your store, you can share your products, and then people can click on those links and they can come over to your store. The more traffic you have, the less products you will need in order to create a higher income. So they kind of even themselves out. That means if you're one of those people who's like, I don't want to blog, I don't want a social media, like I don't want to do any of that. And that's fine. Like it's your business. You do you, then you're going to need to have more products than someone who does have a lot of traffic rolling in. So that's just kind of how it is. Number two is conversion rates. Your conversion rates are people who land on your page and actually purchase the product. If your conversion rates are higher, then you will not need as many products because more of the people landing on your products are going to purchase. Vice versa, if your product conversion rates are really low, you might need more products to kind of even that out because not as many people are purchasing. Conversion rates are highly affected by your listing page. So by that, I mean your cover, your thumbnails, your description, your product previews, like all of those things. Um, people are on your product page. They're looking through all that stuff. And if they decide they want it, then they're going to buy it. So the better your listing is in terms of having real photos, having a good preview that's showing the product, having a good description that explains who it's for, all of those things are going to help you have a higher conversion rate. If your conversion rate is lower, then you might have to have more products because you're not converting as many people. Number three, I don't really know what to call this, so I'm gonna call it searchability slash popularity. <laughs> this is something I see a lot. Maybe it's not as much in other niches, but I teach elementary music. So I make a lot of things that are based on like different songs and some song-based lessons do really well and some do not. And what I've determined is it comes down to like searchability and popularity. So songs that are pretty common that like everybody does in their elementary music room are going to sell better because more people are searching for them more people are looking for them versus things that are a little bit more niche maybe not as people many people know them a lot of times it's those songs that aren't in english which i find very frustrating because i love doing songs from all over the world um just if they're not as well known they're not as popular people tend to not purchase them as much because they're not searching for them they don't know about them that doesn't mean that i can't make those products what it means is when i make those products i have to be aware of that in my brain and so i know that i need to make sure i do a very good job with driving my own traffic and with my you know um conversion rates and all of that so that even though people don't know it maybe they'll still buy it anyway but I know that if I sell one of those products that's maybe more searchable, more search friendly, then people are going to buy them. This may appear in your niche more as like trends. If everybody's looking for like trendy products to go along with, you know, a current event or a like fun new type of product, then you can jump on the, that bandwagon because if someone is searching for virtual field trips and you have a virtual field trip, that's gonna do better than if you just have like a more obscure thing. Now, along with that like search you also have to think through like the actual SEO, which is search engine optimization and like what people are typing in. So that's a big thing is making sure that your title is something people are typing in. Um, but in general, if your resources are more popular topics, then you will not need quite as many because they will just bring their own traffic that way. 
And the last thing that's gonna affect how many products you need is how much money your products are. If you have a ton of like one and two dollar resources, you're gonna need a lot more products than someone who's selling things for like five and six dollars or someone who has a lot of bundles that they're selling for 20 or $30. I personally try not to price anything under $3. Not as in like, oh, I'm taking this and I'm overpricing it, but by when I make a product, I go into the product thinking I'm going to sell it for more. Therefore, I put in that effort to do it. Now, I do have a couple of cheaper products just because of the nature of what they are. I just wanted to post them anyway. I liked them. I thought that that was a fair price for them. And so that's fine. But you know, if you're posting one and two page worksheets, like just don't honestly, because it's going to be much more worth your time to add a couple more pages and you know, raise the price a little bit and it's going to do a lot better. So those are the four things that are really going to affect how many products you need. And if you have more of these things, so if you have more traffic, higher conversion rates, that kind of stuff, then you won't need quite as many products to hit the same level as you would if you had not as great a traffic for conversion rates and those kind of things. Now that all being said, I'm sure you're here because you want an actual number. So I'm going to give you a number to shoot for. And that is to start with 50 products. 50 products is a really good amount of products because it gets you to the point where your store has stuff on the shelves. It's not like when, right, oh my gosh, I, I've told this story before, I'm gonna tell it again. Right after the like beginning pandemic shutdown in 2020, um, I went to World Market, like the first weekend it opened. I was so excited because y'all know I love World Market and TJ Maxx and all of those things, not World Market, home goods. Um, so right after the 2020 shutdown, as soon as home goods and TJ Maxx and all of those stores open, I went to home goods and I was so excited. I went like after work one day, I never go shopping after work. Like y'all, I go to work and I go home and like, that's it. Um, but I went after work cause I was like super excited and I got in there and the shelves were empty. Like there was nothing there and it was a little bit weird and I didn't buy anything because I didn't find anything because there was nothing there. So having stuff on your metaphorical shelves is going to help people be able to purchase more. Having more products allows you to have more chances to get found in search because if you have you know, one thing about fractions and you have one thing about multiplication, the same people aren't looking for those two things. Well, they might be, but not at the same time. So having both those activities is gonna provide twice as many search opportunities because some people are typing in fractions, some people are typing in multiplication multiplication and they're looking for different things um, along with having more chances to get found in search people can also come and buy more at a time so instead of just buying one product they can buy two or three related products at the same time bonus points if you bundle them and then they can buy the bundle the other thing that most people I feel like don't talk about but when you get to 50 products you know what you're doing so much better than you did when you were at, well, I mean, zero. I recently, actually today, I was looking at one of my old products and I was appalled, but it was before it hit that 50. And it's because once you get to 50, like you've really hit your stride and you figured out how you want your products to look and what they should look like and how they should, you know, what kind of format you want to use. And you just learn so much that once you get to 50, it really helps your products to be better quality because you know what you're doing. 
doing. And that is something that should not be overlooked. A lot of sellers, myself included, say that they saw a big uptick in sales when they got around 50 products and then another big uptick around 100 products. So if you're just starting, I would say shoot for 50 to start with. And then once you get to 50, your next goal is 100. But really, really focus at the beginning on those first 50 products. The faster you can get those up, the better. And then you can dive into all the content and all the other things you wanna do. But get those kind of like cranked out first. That's gonna help you know what your store is about. It's gonna help you know what to do. And it's just gonna be like all around better. Now, can you be successful without 50 products? Yes, but if you want you know, to hit certain monetary goals, you are going to have to do a lot of other work in other areas in order to kind of make up for having less products. So if you have less products, you're going to be end up, you're gonna end up doing a lot more traffic, you're sending, you're gonna have to really work on your conversion rates, you're gonna have to, you know, it, you just do more stuff. And frankly, most of us started TPT because we love making products. So I'm like, why don't we spend most of our time working on products. So hit that 50, after 50 you can chill out a little bit, but still shoot for 100 just because that's gonna be a nice full store. You don't have to hit those numbers, they're not magic, like 49 is fine. But once you get to that point, like you're just rocking and rolling in your store. Now, I want you to make sure that your products are actually going to sell because again, I saw that Facebook post and I was, I was shocked at some of the numbers people were throwing out with I've had my store for this many years and I've had this many products and they were making what I thought was not what I thought they should have been making. Again, we're in different niches, so like who knows, but what I wanna tell you about your products is to make sure that you're doing everything you can to make sure it sells. So don't just like throw up any old product. You really wanna make sure that you take their time to make it good and high quality. Now, when I say high quality, I mean quite a few different things. So when it, when you're looking at a high quality resource, you want it to be a good resource, like a helpful resource. So something that's filling a void. Does the teacher need something to like differentiate? Does the teacher need something to get their kids engaged? Do they just need something to print off and hand to a substitute because they're running out the door? Like what is the need that you're filling? Is it just something that's fun because the kids need fun? Like that's valid and that's okay and that's great. So whatever it is, make sure that you have a need that you are filling and think about that as you make your product. You also want to make sure your product is engaging so the kids actually want to use them and so they, you know, are the teachers will want to use them again. Now, I know if you're making like math worksheets, maybe they're not the most engaging things ever, but yes, they probably need them. Maybe make like math worksheets and also some games or something so that you kind of have a variety. I do have some music worksheets that are honestly not that exciting, but I have a lot more exciting resources as well because there's a time and a place for both of those things. But if you can make it engaging, so like for me, um, I'll do a lot of like coloring the right answer. So they have to figure out the answer and then color it by a key to figure it out. That's just a little more fun. Um, having a theme. So like this week we did all like wintry things because I'm filming this way before this is coming out. And so like those kind of things just make it a little more interesting than it would be otherwise. Having a product that's easy to use is gonna be their number one thing. This is something I've really been working on over the past like six-ish six -ish months is how can I make this product 
so easy that it's not like bothering the teachers as at all. So I've done a lot more things like creating videos to go in my Google Slides resources so that I can show, you know, the actions to the song or I, the kids can like play rhythms along or like they can do different things, but just making it as easy as possible for the teachers is going to be the best because they're coming to you to save time and the more time you can save them, the better. The easier it is to use, the better. So if they don't have a lot of complicated stuff, great. Now, some products are gonna be a little more complicated. In that case, I look for ways to help them out. So make sure you have like good directions. Lesson plans are a great thing. Answer keys are a really great thing to include. Um, if I have really complicated things, then I will often make like a video and I'll post it as unlisted on teach on YouTube and then I'll get the link and I'll put it into the product so that I can be like, if you need help, click here and you can go watch a whole video and it'll show you everything you need to know. Like all of those things are things that help it to be easy to use, which is gonna make it more valuable and higher quality. You also wanna make sure that your resources are pretty. Now, when I say this, people immediately go to clip art. I don't even necessarily mean clip art. You don't have to use clip art if you don't want to. That's fine. What I mean is they should still be visually appealing. So even if you don't have clip art on your paper, like I don't care, but you want them to be visually appealing. So making sure that like the text all fits well and maybe there's something interesting going on. It's like a border around the paper. It's not just like, you know, when we were in school and they had those worksheets and it was literally just like paper and it was just like math, 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 math. And it like looked like they printed it out of Microsoft. Like, yeah. Um, let's not do that. Let's put a little more effort into it to at least make it look somewhat appealing. You don't have to go crazy, especially if you are, you know, especially those older kids are not as concerned about it um, and stuff like that. But do take the time to make sure it does look visually appealing. Make sure things are like lining up nicely. And again, you don't have to use clip art, but if you use clip art, make sure it like looks good. Make sure the clip art goes together well. That's something I did not do at the beginning and I've gotten much more picky as time has gone on. And just, you know, just make it pretty because people buy things that are pretty. It's unfortunate but it's true. I'm also having standard space products. I am all for like fun, fluffy products and I have plenty of those, but I always try to make things as standard based as possible. So for me, it's like, how can you read this rhythm or how can you read this melody? Even with like color by code worksheets, they're still doing standards in that. So how can I make things, you know, I don't do a lot of just like coloring sheets. Although there's a time and a place for coloring sheets and I'm all for coloring sheets, but I try to make them more standards based and standards based products in the long run are going to do a lot better because they're just usually more academic and usually a little more insightful. And then of course, making sure that like there's no file issues, that people can open the file easily, that there's not formatting issues when they do open the file. So you wanna make sure you're careful with like what kind of font you use if you're not doing a PDF and just all of those little things, just making sure everything is like easy to use so that people don't have problems when they use your products. So all of that to say, if you're looking for how many products to make, I would say shoot for at least 50. And if you really want to do well, I would shoot for at least 100. You don't have to have that many products in order to do well but but if you have less products you're going to end up doing a lot more work on the marketing side of things or you have to have products that are really highly in demand so those are also great things and you should have products that are in demand and you should do marketing but if you're looking for product creation i would say shoot for 50 to 100 and if that sounds like a lot don't stress i would suggest by starting if you need like a step one like literally just take a sheet of paper and start writing down ideas for products 
And then once you get like kind of stuck, look at those ideas and come up with something similar. So if you're like, oh, I can do a like math go fish game, okay? What is something else you can do similar to that? Can you do a different math card game? Can you do like maybe different things? You could do like subtraction and addition. Like what is something else you can do? And then when you get stuck there, find another one. Something that's similar so that you have ideas that go together and then you'll have product lines. So things that go together that can be bundled together that will help you to one, make your products faster and two, sell more at the same time. So that would be your step one. If you are like feeling real overwhelmed, your step two is to click the link down below to make sure you grab your roadmap to your first $1,000 on TPT. And your step number three is to hit the subscribe button since you made it all the way here to the end of the video. I would love to know if you have, I would love to know if you have, I would love to know how many products you have. And if you have over 50 or over a hundred, let me know. Did you notice a huge difference when you hit 50 and when you hit a hundred full disclosure, I did not mostly because I worked so hard that I just didn't even notice. <laughs> like, I don't even know when I hit 50 or 100 because I was just like new product, new product, new product, like a crazy person. And I still do that. So thanks so much for watching. Leave your questions down below and I will see you next time. Bye.